0: Hey there, small business owners, welcome to the Tax Talk Podcast, the premier business podcast aimed at unlocking your potential. I'm your host, Jared Pilon, and I help my clients do three things. Find common sense solutions to the business problems that are impacting them, minimize tax and maximize profits, and preserve their legacy. Each podcast episode, will dig into a everyday problem facing small business owners, and most importantly, explore solutions to these problems. Are you ready to solve problems? Are you ready to keep more hard-earned money in your pockets? And are you ready to preserve your legacy? Right on. Let's get to it. Welcome to episode two of the Tax Talk podcast. Today, we're gonna be looking at prescribed rate loans. So a little earlier in the week, I put out a blog post giving some overall guidance on what the loans are, what they're used for. And I just wanted to follow up on that discussion and then present one other option that uh, small business owners and their families could put to use and maybe see some benefits from income splitting. So first, quick discussion on the prescribed rate loans. So essentially, over the course of the current Liberal government mandate, numerous pieces of legislation have been passed that have made it extremely difficult for small business owners to split income. Prior to the proposals in 2017, small business owners were able to fairly easily split income with their spouses via dividends, but uh, those options are largely off the table in most business offerings now, specifically in the service side of things. Um, if you sell products or you fall into a laundry list of exemptions then that dividend uh, splitting is still available but uh, this has definitely impacted a large number of my clients and probably um, your business as well so what does a prescribed rate loan do so in this instance say suppose one is the active participant in the business. He is the only one that is able to withdraw funds out of the company now. So all of the tax dollars are coming into him and being taxed in his hands personally now. So what he could do then is withdraw these funds, pay the tax on them, and then loan some of these funds to the non-working spouse she could then invest those funds in whatever she wanted a a rental unit or some type of portfolio and then basically how this loan then works to avoid attribution rules which are rules put in place that kind of prevent taxpayers from transferring assets from higher income earners to lower income earners as a way of of splitting income. So the loan requires interest to be paid on it at CRA's prescribed rates. That's the, the title of the loan. And that has to be done on an annual basis. So what you're kind of looking for then is flowing some of these funds from the high income earner to the low income earner. The low income earner is then uh, reporting investment income on his or her tax return. And then the interest expense reduces that. And then on the high income earner, you obviously have to record that interest as income. So what you're trying to capture then is if CRA's prescribed rate is low enough, then you are able to earn a higher return on whatever the you know the rental property and the investment portfolio versus the interest that is being paid on that loan. So currently the rates uh, prescribed by CRA are 2%. That's going up to 3% on October 1st. So whereas, you know, a couple years ago and up until recently they were set at 1%. So this type of planning was definitely more attractive at that point in time Um, with the markets being down and the rates going up as far as interest is concerned, this planning becomes a little bit more difficult to pull off. So if you are interested in doing this, I would suggest you get on it before the end of September, where you can lock in that 2% rate. Once you bump into the 3% category, it might be a little bit uh, tougher tougher pill to swallow. So then the second thing I wanted to touch on was just a, a different income splitting option that might be available to maybe more families as opposed to the prescribed rate loan which might be only justifiable if you've got larger sums of cash and a a fairly significant spread between the high income earner and the low income earner so another option might be within your small business is to you know start paying some wages to a spouse and to you know all of your kids if possible. Obviously, the wages need to be reasonable based on CRA's guidelines, and you need to take into consideration that CPP would apply on anything over $3,500 a year. But this could be a way that you are able to, you know, number one, realize an expense in your small business through the deduction of the wages, and then two, reduce some of that income that you know dad or mom whoever is the you know the active participant in the business is having to take out themselves personally and pay tax on and instead some of those funds that kind of end up in that family unit get uh, split off to the kids or the spouse depending on what their you know overall tax situation is as well The biggest concern that you have to take into play is the CPP. Again, the Liberal government has put in legislation to kind of keep bumping the annual CPP contribution limits. So that means every year, you know, if you're over that $3,500 exemption amount, it just gets more and more costly to pay out wages. And as you know, as a small business owner, you know, not only do you have to put in kind of a portion for the employee, but you have to put in the portion of the employer. So if you're looking at this kind of as a holistic level, you know, you and the business and the family unit, you know, all this cash flow kind of comes out of one pot at the end of things. If you're having to double up on cpp then it becomes expensive to the family but it is something to take into consideration um given you know the whole family situation so that was basically all i wanted to go through on the prescribed rate loans if you want a bit more information feel free to go check out my blog jaredpallon.com and uh, if you want to put some of this planning into play as i mentioned the loan should be put into place before the end of September. Um, If you're looking at, you know, maybe doing some personal tax planning, I would suggest doing that here in the next little bit as well. Um, T4s are obviously due at the end of February, but it's good to kind of think about these things ahead of time. If you do need to pay any remittances on, you know, some wages that you pay out to family members, that needs to be done by presumably mid-January. So it's a good thing to to look at these things ahead of time and plan them out accordingly. So I hope you got some good value out of this. Uh, Feel free to uh, put any comments down below. Let me know what you think, any ideas for upcoming blogs. I've got a bunch of things in the works that I am excited to announce here in the coming days. Um, Make sure to like, subscribe, all that notification button stuff. Uh, to uh, keep on top of when the next videos come out. Um, Thanks for watching, and we will talk soon. Take care.